Have you been thinking about starting a podcast but aren't sure where to start? I have to tell you about Anchor. It's a free creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but with literally one click, they distribute your podcast to platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more so you can reach more listeners. They make it so easy. It was a no-brainer for us. Try it out. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is the More Than Work podcast, where we talk all about how to gain more satisfaction in your job. It's possible to enjoy your life and your work because business is personal. Today's topic, we're going to talk a little bit about how you can find your voice in your organization. We know that a lot of times people feel like they aren't heard and they bring up idea after idea and it just falls flat. And so we wanted to help people learn a little bit about how you can better get through to your coworkers or your boss and have a little bit more say. I mean, after all, you're doing the work and you want to be engaged. And so we think we can help you guys with some tips and tricks on how to do that. So that's what we're talking about today. Hello, everyone. This is Don Harkey and Matt Griswold from PeopleCentric. And today we want to talk to you a little bit about your voice and having a voice inside your team. Matt, you've worked with lots of different teams and lots of different companies. Have you ever run into employees who feel a little bit frustrated because they don't feel like they're being heard? Yeah, uh, Don, and I think I think what's interesting about this too is is we almost have to frame it, right? Having a voice, like, what do you mean? Sometimes I speak up, uh, but there's there's two different parts really we're talking about with having a voice, right? So maybe it's those folks that are uh, nervous to speak up, um, and so then they don't feel heard because they're not saying anything, and then there's others who are continually speaking up, and then they still don't feel heard, whether it's maybe the actions um, aren't being taken that they feel uh, should be taken, and so. You know, working with lots of different companies, um, you know, and, and different types of organizations, this is something pretty typical, right? That we run across where where people don't feel heard. And, and I have to be honest, typically it's the person who does feel like they've brought up several different ideas or several different options or different ways to cut cost or, you know, different ways to be able to run a process more efficiently. And, and for whatever reason, they feel like they have not been heard because the appropriate action hasn't been taking place, right? That's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah. Why is no one listening to me? I have all these great ideas right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in a way we're talking about when we say voice, we're talking about influence. And when, of course, when we're talking about influence, we're talking about leadership. So uh, in a way, part of this is to talk about how you can be a more effective leader through your voice. Uh, so how do you bring ideas up? Uh, and what do you do if those ideas are shot down? So that's mm-hmm. some of the stuff that we're going to talk a little bit about today. Yeah. And the influence isn't just during that time that we are, you know, voicing our opinion, but the influence is, is beyond that too, based on the response or lack of response from, you know, managers or peers or whoever it is that you're trying to bring the idea to. Yeah. And I think that's a great point, Matt. And so when you think about like, when we talk to managers, sometimes we say, you know, as a manager, uh, your two choices in terms of communicating more effectively are not talk louder or slower, right? So that also applies to employees as well. So you might think you have this great idea that's out there, but maybe it's not that great of an idea. 
Yeah. Yeah. Something that, something that kind of dawns on me, no pun intended, Don, but something that kind of dawns on me as well is we hear from managers too, doing their best to try to create the space so their employees do have a voice, right? They ask us, how do I ask the right questions? They don't, they're not bringing me anything. And so we work on both sides of that, which is a tricky situation sometimes, but we work with managers to create the space to let people have a voice. And then we also work with employees to try to help uh, them feel empowered enough to be able to share that voice too. You know, so some of the things that, that make Maybe if we just want to kind of hop into it, some of the things that that maybe we would suggest for somebody to do, first of all, is, is maybe act with, I'm going to say humility first, uh, you know, check yourself. Maybe, maybe the idea is a good idea, but it's only a good idea for you. Um, or maybe the idea is a good idea, but it's only a good idea for your team, not necessarily your department or the organization. Uh, so maybe the idea also just isn't a great idea. And we have to be open to that too, right? That's a tough thing to be able to admit for all of us, right? Is this this idea that I have is good because it's my idea and I want it and I just desperately want to be heard. But then we do see that a lot is where somebody will bring up an idea and it's like, no, that's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it is, I, I liked your point too, or it's too centered on the one person. Like this would make my job easier if this, this, and this could happen. Uh, but it might cost the company a lot more money or it might limit the team or might hurt communication or whatever the case may be. It's, it's how do we help? Um, yeah. so, so as an employee, so if you're coaching somebody inside of a company and they're just like, hey, I'm not being heard, I'm being stuck, I, I'm getting stuck here. What are some ways that they can check their ideas? Like you said, check yourself. Well, I, I mean, one of the first things that you could do is maybe bounce the idea off of other people or off of other coworkers or, you know, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? Uh, you know, gather feedback, do your homework up front. So often, especially if it is an idea, maybe it's an idea for improvement of a product or a process or something. So often we only think about maybe our own lane instead of step, stepping out to say, okay, but if we made that change, what would that, what would the ripple effect of that be? And so maybe being able to bounce that idea off of coworkers from other departments and things. I want to be able to just kind of stop and collaborate this information. And if I can, Don, listen, right? I want to stop collaborating and listen on some of these different these different uh, stances. What hurts in one department might not hurt in another department. And, and so I want to make sure that I'm creating myself a clear picture and building a solid recommendation before I bring anything uh, to, the, to the table. And that really, I can summarize all of that by saying, just don't bring your own uh, ideas, right? Don't bring all of just your own ideas. Bounce those off of other people. Maybe maybe take the first few steps towards building uh, maybe a recommendation that you could then present. Uh, I know that as far as leadership is concerned with most organizations, the last thing they want is more work, right? Uh, I, I do love great ideas. I do love great recommendations, but but I don't have time to just continually act on all of these great ideas. Uh, so most of the time they're after a, a solid recommendation that you've put some work into and, and you've checked with the uh, with your coworkers and peers and things and, and uh, you've created a buy-in already before you even bring it. That, those are great points and I appreciated the uh, rocking the mic like a vandal. Vanilla ice <laughs> there the uh, Thank you. I'm glad you caught that. And listen. And li- really yeah. you know, there was a, uh, there's a CEO that I work with, Brian Fogel in Springfield. He's the uh, CEO of the Community Foundation of the Ozarks here in Springfield. And he calls uh, calls this concept Fogel wave theory. And the idea is that whenever he's got an idea, he has learned not just to charge forward with the idea, 
but to put out feelers for it, to talk to people and just bounce off parts of the idea to different people. And it kind of sends these waves out and then it allows people to think and it allows people to become part of those ideas. So they help to create the idea. And sometimes he said people will come back to him and kind of reflect what he's been thinking and say, you know, I really like that idea and I've added to it. And they might bring him something he's already even thought about, but now they have some ownership in the idea. So sometimes right. just floating, floating some ideas out there for a team too is a good idea. Part of that, not just saying, hey, here's my complete idea. I've written in triplicate and passed it around to everybody, but also allowing people to feel like they have some ownership in your idea too. Right. Right. And that's a good stance on, on potentially thinking, okay, so if I want to build the recommendation, I want to create maybe a recommendation for what this idea looks like. That's that's a great um, example of maybe doing your homework ahead of time. Uh, so you know, and that, that kind of leads us to how to bring your idea in the first place. I mean, if I'm able to do the homework ahead of time, if I'm able to kind of uh, establish what the difference is between bringing a problem versus a solution, bringing a, an idea or a recommendation, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time building this proposal or building the recommendation until I've gathered that feedback back to see if there is significant buy-in or something that would really benefit. So maybe, let me bounce a question to you. I mean, how would you increase your chances of gaining buy-in from management? We talked about gathering peers feedback, and maybe that's a part of it, Don, but how would you increase your chances maybe to create that buy-in from management if you are about to propose something? Yeah, that's a great question. I think you have to look at it a little bit from their perspective, uh, which is tricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you don't want to do, I'll say it this way, is you don't want to go to your manager and say, oh, the customers are hard. Isn't there something we can do better. My idea is that we get new customers or something like right. that, <laughs> where you're basically just bringing the problem and saying, I, you find a solution for it. Um, that That's really, really tricky. Uh, that that That's frustrating for a manager. At the same time, you this is a little bit of an art. You have to balance yourself a little bit. If you run way down the road and come up with the complete solution and you don't include management input at all, that you're even mm-hmm. thinking about solving that type of a problem, uh, you're gonna le- you're gonna become you're gonna get a disengaged manager, just like you get a disengaged employee when management runs too far down the road and leaves the employee behind. The employee can get a disengaged manager by running too far down the road and leave the manager behind. So you have to be careful about how far yeah. down the road you go. So so talking about maybe going to a manager and floating, hey, here's the challenge that I see, and maybe here's some ideas on potentially addressing that. Are you okay if I run down the road a little bit? And start to explore some of these ideas. Um, yeah, I love I love the manager or the leader that has enough confidence in their staff and humility in their leadership style to be able to respond to somebody that says, "Hey, I have a great idea. I think we could potentially be looking at doing this." Even if the manager, um, you know, and, and maybe people are listening to this and they are a manager, and 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 even if you are a manager, the first response can also be, you know, we'll take a couple of steps down the road, take take the next two or three steps, and then come back with what you think that might look like, right? And let's talk about it further. The manager that responds with, no, 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 we've done that before. That's, it's not going to work. No, 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 you wouldn't know that you weren't here before, but you know, and we see those types of interactions too. And it's just extremely deflating. If you're wondering why people sometimes don't feel like they have a voice, okay, maybe, and I think it's worth noting, Don, too, we're putting all the onus on on the employee to build a solid recommendation. Uh, but but maybe it, it, you know, an example of poor leadership could be that leader that's not allowing them to be able to share that, that that is on the table too. I don't think we're oblivious to that fact too, right? We work with enough organizations to where we have to coach up some leadership to be able to say, okay, so how do you how do you prepare yourself to be able to receive this? Or how do you respond to even a bad idea? That's kind of a trick of the trade too. Yeah, and that's a great point because the thing that you have to remember is that you can only control your side of the equation. So right. 
you might do all the right things and bring it to your manager and that manager may not respond well to that. Uh, but the thing that you have to remember is then you have a choice about how you respond to that too. You know, and I think we're going to talk about that a little bit more here in a little bit, but right. uh, you can only control what you can control. Uh, but you said something really important, I think, is you, you said, you know, as you were talking about presenting the problem, you talked about, well, we have this problem and we are working together. I think that's a key driver. And, I, you know, we've we've sat with employees enough going to present problems and talking about it where they get a little bit too much of I need this because this will help me too, instead of talking about we need this because this will help us too. Uh, talking about us and the impact of the team and the company and keeping that perspective mm. gives you so much more credibility because it's not about you going to a man manager and complaining about a problem that you have. It's you going to a manager and talking about an opportunity that the team has that everyone right. can work together on. Yeah, I love that. And a recent example of a hospital that I just worked with as well of, of a group of employees trying to create a process that they have, honestly, they kind of quit bringing it up over a period of time because the process just was never improving. It, it involved a couple of different departments to be able to get it done. First thing that had to happen was they had to be courageous enough to be, be able to raise awareness that says this process is broken. But I tell you what, the second thing that had to happen there too was leadership going, okay, great. Let, let's, you know, go ahead and jump in and see what you can uh, come up with. And they gave them the bandwidth to be able to, to, uh, to, to solve that process, even cross-functionally. But, but there's, there's a couple of different parts. Let's take, let's kind of take the next step forward as we're talking about bringing the recommendation and we're using the us language. This would be great for us, whether it's on the team or cross-functionally, like the hospital example I just gave there. But what if I have prepared all of that information and I still get shot down? You know, I have, I have, okay, okay, Matt, okay, Don, I have checked off the us uh, versus you thing. That's not a thing. I use the right words. I talk to my coworkers. What if the answer is still no? What do you do? Well, then it's quitting time, Matt. Just time to leave. <laughs> Pack it up. Pack Pack it, it up. was a good run. Many people Everybody. with you as you can, right? Just- <laughs> I'm going to Jerry Maguire this thing right now. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm taking the fish. I'm taking the fish. I'm leaving right now. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, I'm taking the fish and Renee Zellweger with me. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's, that's, that's good. <laughs> I got myself thinking. I was like, was it a fish? It was a fish. Right? It was a fish. fish. Okay. I was like, he I aggressively took the fish with him. <laughs> he aggressively took the fish and the yeah. fish first. <laughs> and then Renee walked out with him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you could do that. Um, mm-hmm. But then you're going to find yourself in the next job. And every time somebody says no to something, I think you're going to get stuck. Um, one of the coolest things I think about our job, and Matt, you and I were talking about this the other day, is how we get to have a seat at the table of so many different organizations in both discussions that employees have at a, at a frontline level and also the discussions that executives have and the discussions all in between. Um, and one of the things that's really interesting is you get a good feeling for the different perspectives of those groups. And I think sometimes you have to recognize that when you bring an idea together to a manager and they say no, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're saying no to you. It doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have a voice. It doesn't necessarily mean that they didn't listen to you. Uh, there might be other reasons that are beyond you of uh, that they might not be doing something. So, I mean, sometimes yeah. you just don't have all the information, just flat out. Sometimes you, you may not know what's happening. I mean, I know you've dealt with folks before who, you know, the idea might 
involve another employee. That employee in our department is terrible and they're awful. Yeah. And I keep telling management about it and nobody's doing anything about it. I mean, what's your experience with that? What do you see I, in the behind the scenes discussion? I had a large, you know, we were working with a large organization and sometimes you see this in large organizations where, you know, I mean, I, I don't, we work with several smaller businesses too. And, and sometimes the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing, but in large organizations, messages just get lost a lot. And I was around the table of a cross-functional group from many different departments. And somebody was talking about something in the, in the uh, field of IT and how they needed to create a system that, you know, did something. And they said, you know, we've needed it for a while and it's about time we did it. And what was cool about that was across the room, one of the IT guys, workers was like, I don't think we're supposed to share this yet. But before we launch that team, we're already working something for that behind the scenes. And so sometimes you're right. We just don't have all the information in front of us. And it's, again, this kind of goes back to the gathering all the input. Um, Something else, another example that I would say, you know, Don was working with an organization. They asked me to please coach an individual uh, one-on-one, just go talk to them. They wanted to try to develop this person for a leadership role within the company, but he was going through kind of a rough patch. They had had terminate somebody within the organization. And this individual did not have all the background information and really was kind of on the side of the terminated employee thinking that they got a raw deal. Uh, so I went and I, I had lunch with him and, and I said, what's going on? And, you know, he started the conversation with, man, they, they didn't do, they didn't do them right. And it was just wrong how they did it. And, you know, I asked a few questions of, uh, well, let me ask you, let me ask you, um, uh, do you think that there was maybe other conversations behind the scenes that were taking place that maybe you weren't aware of? And he's like, I don't know, this is so typical, you know, of them and blah, blah, blah. And I finally said, and sometimes, and there might be people listening right now, Don, that need to hear this too. Yeah, and I absolutely. finally said, then why do you work there? What are you doing? And he kind of, that took him aback. And I said, listen, if you don't trust leadership to make the best decisions possible, they don't always have to involve you in those decisions. But if you don't trust leadership, the leadership that you are working for to make the best decisions possible, then why do you, what are you doing? Why do you keep going to work there? And his whole attitude kind of changed at that point. So he felt like he didn't have a voice to be able to say that, no, 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 they did it wrong. Nobody's listening to me. You know, I, I, I don't think they should have terminated that employee, but ultimately we do have to let leadership make the best decisions and give them the bandwidth to make the best decisions for the organization that we're choosing to work with. We don't have all the information and there has to be a level of trust there too. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you sat in a management meeting where the manager sat around in a darkened room with under lighting, you know, looking up at them going, (laughs) let's go after Barry this week. Barry Mm -hmm. is going to be toast. We're going to (laughs) mess over Barry. Barry on toast. Yeah. Usually, yeah. <laughs> usually, <laughs> that was unintentional. Well, usually, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that's out there. Uh, usually, they're having conversations with people about people. Usually, they're yeah. having. And there's a lot of things that employees they're not going to tell you as an employee. You know, yeah. as a manager in general, they're not going to go to you and say, "I know you work with Barry over there, but Barry is really messing up a lot of things." And we are telling Barry on a regular basis, and we're not going to. They're not going to tell you that. Yeah. So, so it goes unseen. And then what happens is then employees kind of think the worst sometimes because they're not feeling heard and then mm-hmm. things really get spun out of control. But I loved your your other story too, because that whole thing starts off by management is looking at that employee as a potential next leader. Like that right. employee is on the verge of booming in their career and they're letting their own story get in their own way. And I'm sure it shows, makes them show up differently and limits their influence. They're about to have a lot more influence in the organization if they could just let a story go in their head and acknowledge that maybe they don't see 
everything. Right. Uh, and, I, and I think that kind of leads us into maybe the last point that we wanted to touch on with this was, you know, okay, so what if I felt like I prepared enough? We've gone through the steps. I used the we language. I, I, I interviewed people. This isn't just a me thing. This is an us thing. I think we're just better overall. The answer was still no, right? I still got the answer of no. Now I have a decision to make, right? This is the decision. This is that moment of truth that that employee that I just shared, uh, you know, that that was reacting kind of negatively there. This is the moment of truth that we'll all probably face at some point uh, throughout our careers, right? And so so now the answer is still no. What do you do, right? How do you handle that? Because, and I tell this, especially at larger organizations, you know, and I, you know, having worked for large organizations as well, uh, you are always interviewing. You're always interviewing. I mean, somebody is always watching, it seems like at that time. And so you have this moment of truth. It did not go your way. How do you handle adversity or how do you handle that? What role do you play? And there's really a couple of different ways you can go, right, Don? Yeah. I mean, you can, first of all, I mean, that's a moment where you can either tell yourself, hey, look, I didn't have all the information. I trust my leaders and they're going to try to make a good decision. And I don't understand this one and I may not agree with this one, but I'm going to allow myself to move on from it. Which isn't always easy. We've probably both been there with other organizations where we did not take that stance. It did not go well, right? But that's, I, it, it's I a have always thing. taken the high road, Matt. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you right. struggled with that, but I don't know. You're absolutely right. That is really hard to come up with that perspective because you yep. see it and you're like, well, management doesn't even know what's going on. They're not in the day-to-day trenches. They don't see all this stuff and I see it all and they're not listening to me. Da, 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 da. Like I get it. Like it's frustrating. Yeah. Right. But, but at the end of the day, I mean, you're, this is your job and you've decided to work for this company, this organization. That's your, that those are your leaders, not just because they're not forcing you to, I get that they're paying you to do it, but you could go find something else. Yeah. So your choice really is to get on board with that change and support it or to not to. And if you choose to not get on board with that, if you, if you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm going to lead a revolution from inside this company and take it down from the inside. Um, you're not, you're going to be less and less influential. You're going to become more and more frustrated and you're ultimately going to either hate your career or you're going to end up moving on from that company anyway. Uh, right. and, and I love what you said before is like, there's a moment of like saying what, so you distrust your leaders. They always make the bad decisions. What are you doing here? Why are you right. even working for these people? Like you can go find another job. You can, they're out there. Uh, you, you're not stuck in, the, in right. these situations. And so I, 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 I think if I could just kind of start to summarize a little bit, I think what we're saying is that, you know, sometimes we might feel like we don't have a voice, but we do have this power of influence also, right? Whether it's at the beginning of the idea of building the recommendation to share my voice or to share my thought or to give feedback, I think typically managers are open to the feedback. That's a good managerial trait, being open to that voice, being open to the feedback, but building the case and we have the power of influence even after the decision is made, whether it's something you're going to be a part of or not a part of, then we have this power of influence. So we are impacting people all around us with our voice non-verbally and, and verbally uh, too. So to decide what kind of leader you're going to be, right? Yeah. How do you want to influence people? Do you want to be the positive leader that says, you know what, let's just move on from that. Let's move on to the next challenge and let's work with our team because other people are watching you while you're doing this. You're influencing the team in other ways than just your ideas. You're, you're influencing them for the, from on a day-to-day basis through the things you do, the things you say, and the way you, you act. You decide what kind of leader you want to be. It's, it's right. We see sometimes where employees get so negative and so toxic and I'll talk about how terrible the company is and we'll say it doesn't really matter at this point because you're leading terrible 
this everywhere you go. You're so down on everything. Yeah. Um, but if you can be positive, you play the long game a little bit and be smart uh, about how you bring up ideas, uh, people will notice. And even, I mean, I've even seen it in organizations where maybe your leader or manager isn't doing so well or isn't doing the right things, but other leaders are watching you inside the organization and eventually you get out from under them. Yep. Uh, and then people notice, wow, you handled that really, really well lots of times. And I've seen you do that and you're the type of leader for organization. So, yeah, yeah so that's, I hope those were some good tips. And Matt, great job. I love your insights on these. I know you deal with teams on a regular basis and talking to employees. I know we've coached a lot of folks through this yeah. process, you know, in terms of trying to get their voice heard. But it's it's really, it's not necessarily about whether you're heard or not. It's really how you say what you say. Uh, yeah. How are you leveraging your influence? Thanks for tuning in today as Matt and Don talked about having a voice inside of your team. Here are some quick wrap-ups from the conversation today. Our voice is our influence, so don't think the solution is to talk louder or slower. Think about how your voice is influencing other people. If you're a leader within your organization, are you creating the space for people to have a voice? Vet your own ideas. So one way to, to start making progress toward this is to vet your own ideas. Do they just make sense for you or for your department or does it truly benefit the entire organization? Be open to the feedback that your idea might just not be as good of an idea as you think it is. Make sure you're bouncing your ideas off of other people first and gather feedback to do your homework. Think, what might the ripple effect of this change be? Think about how it's going to impact your whole team, not just you. I love Matt's advice here. Stop, collaborate, and listen. That's right. Get ideas from other people too. Make sure that once you kind of get your own feedback and you're collaborating, create a really solid recommendation rather than just bringing problems and more work for your leadership to do and figure out. Don't run too far, but float it to your manager and then proceed as you get the okay. Demonstrate that you want to be part of the solution. As a manager, help your employees know they are empowered by suggesting they take a few more steps forward when they bring a problem or potential idea. Remember, if the answer is no, realize that sometimes you may not have all the information and try not to take it too personally. The big question, takeaway, key point here is how are you leveraging your influence? Now, have you found effective ways to make your voice heard within your organization? If you have, please send us your tips and lessons learned at morethanworkpodcast at peopleccg.com. Don't forget to share this podcast with a coworker that you think would benefit from the conversation. We hope you have a great week. Talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the More Than Work podcast. Join us next time. And in the meantime, lead well.